I'm Sylvie. Welcome to the podcast of the new school of creativity. They make me smarter. We're going to meet smart and creative people who have something to teach us. For each episode, with the artist Pierre Guité, we design a tool to help you to practice the best tips and mind tricks inspired by our guest. It should be fun and transformative. Get on board, make the world a fun place to be, let's be bold and creative. The creative mind trick of today. Rule number seven, to be more creative, be the beginning of the process. In his best-selling book, The Inevitable, Kevin Kelly shares 12 technological forces that will shape our future. Becoming, conifying, flowing, screening, accessing, filtering, remixing, interacting, tracking, questioning, beginning. Because of technology, everything we make is always in the process of becoming. All is flux. Nothing is finished. Nothing is done. This never-ending change is the pivotal axis of the modern world. Get the ongoing process right and it will keep generating ongoing benefits. In thousands of years from now, this moment will be seen as an amazing moment. Take advantage of it. To be more creative, be the beginning of the process. I continue my conversation with Varun Jain at Startup Fest in Montreal. Varun is the head of early stage fund of Qualcomm Ventures. In this episode, he makes us jump into the future and imagine how cities will look with autonomous vehicles and how it will have a dramatic impact on our lives. If you have missed the first episode, what was disrupting for the past three years, listen to it to discover how Verun made Qualcomm Ventures invest in cruise automation, the startup sold to GM for $1 billion 17 months ago. Now let's see what will be disruptive. To imagine new products and services for the future, as Verun invited us to do, Download our freebie, The Checklist for Future People, in the post associated with this episode. Varun, you are for me like a futurist in a certain way, because when mm -hmm. I was uh, listening to you yesterday, Uh, the way you described the future was very, very interesting because prairie of many things we hear about uh, the smart city, that people will come more and more live in the cities. Yesterday, you said just the opposite. Can you tell us why? Yes, I think uh, the point I was trying to make is that when autonomous cars become a reality, which we expect to happen over the next five to 10 years, the impact they will have will not be limited to just the auto industry. I think it will be a systemic shift which will change the way we live our lives, particularly in urban environments. If we were to think through how life would change in an autonomous vehicle world, 
we believe there are five or six major changes that one would see and these are all dramatic shifts which will not just change our everyday lives but also determine the future of certain pre-existing multi-billion dollar industries that will change phenomenally once this technology becomes a day-to-day -day reality. So to just give you some examples, for example, in case of real estate, which is what you began with, we believe that uh, when your car becomes your office or your living room or your bedroom, where the time you spent commuting is not wasted, but rather used uh, either relaxing or working on your laptop or doing something else, then people will worry less about the time they spent going from point A to point B, which is what we think will drive them to think that, okay, rather than living in, say, a small two-bedroom apartment in San Francisco, which is close to my work, why should I not be living in a four-bedroom mansion in a suburban area 60 minutes away from work because the 60 minutes I commute every day is actually my work time and I can be productive during that 60 minute period. So we think as far as real estate is concerned, especially urban real estate, uh, autonomy will have a significant deflationary impact on prices in uh, congested urban cities like London, San Francisco and New York because more and more people will choose to live outside the city. But uh, what do you think about projects like New Autonomy, where uh, instead of having everyone having a car, we can also share kind of service that will carry us from a point? Yeah, that's a great point. And I think we fundamentally believe that the first wave of autonomous vehicles will be in the form of a ride-sharing service. You have to almost, the analogy is, the automotive industry is moving towards the airline model where instead of owning a vehicle you actually avail a service and rather than selling you cars auto companies converge to, into a fleet business where they manage a fleet of vehicles that uh, customers can avail of to go from point A to point B. We believe fundamentally that uh, the number of cars in cities overall will come down over a period of time as more and more people start thinking of transportation as a service as opposed to something that they need to own. And uh, that will not just have an impact on the number of cars in the cities, but it will also have impact on adjacent businesses like, for example, parking garages. In major US cities, 30% of urban real estate space is used for parking. And once we move to this transportation as a service world, then all that space will begin to free up, which again will have a lot of implications for not just real estate prices in these cities, but also for quality of life. Because at that point, uh, it becomes much, much easier for people to go around places it becomes more plausible for individuals and families to step out of the home because now they don't have to worry about taking their vehicle, parking it, and then figuring everything else out. They can just hop into an autonomous taxi, go wherever they want to, and then not worry about the rest. 
and a rent also a, a service to go in on vacation or on the road. Oh, absolutely. And we are already seeing a lot mm. of these trends play out with Uber and Lyft mm. in uh, major cities across the world. It's just that uh, with autonomy, the cost of these services becomes a fraction of what it mm. is today, which makes it a lot more um, accessible to a much wider set of our population. What was very interesting in your talk also, you were making us thinking that eventually we won't need hotels, people won't will start to learn how to drive if they don't drive. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we see that uh, trend particular, playing out particularly among the, the future generations that uh, when they start thinking of transportation in this new paradigm, I have very high confidence that my children will never know mm. what it means to drive a car. Mm. Just like I don't know what it means to uh, ride in an elevator which has an elevator operator like my parents knew of because I was born in a world where these things are automated. Yeah. Similarly, I think uh, the next generation will not know what it means to take a driving test and learn how to drive a car. Likewise, regarding your point on hotels, we think that uh, autonomous cars will have significant bearing on the hotel and the motel industry because people who are commuting between short distances, like say going from San Francisco to San Diego, not only will you choose to drive instead of taking a flight, but also rather than stopping uh, at a highway hotel or a motel during nighttime, you will just keep going uh, all the way to your destination because your car itself is your bedroom or your living room. So will this take time? Of course it will but uh, it's uh, inevitable change. Talking about time, uh, in how long do you think that this new world will be ours? So we feel that this is a multi-decade transformation that will play out over a period of time. If you ask me today, I would say in the next two to three years, you will start seeing uh, commercial operations of these autonomous vehicles in certain markets under certain weather conditions. These are places like Scottsdale, Arizona, Austin in Texas, San Francisco, countries like Singapore, some places in China, uh, because they're already testing these vehicles at, uh, at a significant scale. Uh, over the next five years, I would say, these services will become mainstream in most parts of the world. And over the next 10 years, I think we will start living in a world where both existing and autonomous cars coexist on these roads, where more and more people are moving towards autonomy as opposed to driving the car on their own. And uh, they said that 99% of the accidents are uh, caused by uh, human error. So Correct. it's also. Yeah, there are various estimates. It's tough to put a number to this, but. Most studies indicate that the number of accidents on the roads would come down from anywhere from 60 to 80 percent once these autonomous vehicles come into. To finish, what will be your message to uh, young researchers, entrepreneurs, uh, all the young people over there who wants to uh, go in a new venture or the older one who has also to prepare the future and 
you know, not wait that all this industry will just uh, go away. Yeah, I think this is a fantastic time, uh, especially if you are somebody with a technical background. Uh, and even if you're not, if you understand this systemic shift that is playing out, this is an opportunity of a lifetime to exploit these major shifts in our uh, in the way we live and while on one hand there is an opportunity for people with a technical bent to go and work for some of these companies that are building autonomous vehicles I think there is an equally big opportunity for people who want to think what's next and they are maybe not focused on building these vehicles but rather exploiting them and understanding that okay Today, if I do have somebody else is building this technology to go autonomously from point A to point B, how can I leverage that uh, in some other sector? For example, could you be building a restaurant of the future that runs on top of an autonomous vehicle like this, which is a 24-7 restaurant where if you need a burrito in the middle of the night, then all you need to do is press the button on your phone and a burrito cart just shows up which has uh, either a pre-cooked sandwich or something that uh, a robotic machine can build for you. There are already companies that are experimenting with these ideas. So I think if you're a young student today, you have to think not just about what you can do uh, as an employee working for some of these companies, but I think you can also think as an entrepreneur that if these technologies are going to play out over the next few years, what more can I do with them to create businesses of the future? Yes, you don't have to be a Tesla or a Google. Exactly. Last question. Do you think that the cities now are getting ready for all this money that they won't have anymore? You know, like uh, speed driving. Uh... I think it's going to be a challenge for cities to cope with uh, significant loss of revenue on account of parking fees, tickets, traffic violations, etc. Cities will eventually come up with new business models and they will come out with new ways of uh, monetizing their infrastructure. Maybe they will charge you on a per mile basis, uh, even if you're driving an autonomous vehicle, uh, to compensate for the lost revenue in parking and traffic violations. So eventually, I think they will find a way to cope up but yes, will it be uh, straightforward and easy? Maybe not. Baron Jones, it was very fascinating thank to you listen so much. to you. Really, thank you for your time. I appreciate the opportunity. Time to practice. Wow, I'm sure that Varun Jain, the rising stars in the corporate venture industry, inspired you as much as he inspired me. Don't forget to download your printable, the checklist for future people, and remember what Kevin Kelly wrote in his best-selling book, The Inevitable, We Are All Becoming Something New. To be more creative, be the beginning of the process. Now you play. Thanks for sharing. Next week, we're meeting the futurist Robert Scabble from San Francisco. Be ready for another big jump into the future. Cheers! So